Hello everybody and welcome back to the Better A Variety and Gaming Podcast. Gaming and Variety Podcast. Really it's the same thing. I am your hostess with the mostest, Katie Cupcake. And I have a returning person to the podcast. I don't know why you're saying it like this and she doesn't say just me. <laughs> Um, things are just getting away from me lately. I'm trying my best, but, you know. Uh, yesterday I spent the day with some friends playing. I had the day off of work, so I spent the day with friends and we played Overwatch for a long time. It was my first time really, really playing it. We had a lot of fun. A lot more than I expected to have. And we were supposed to record yesterday, but he went to bed early, not feeling well, and I basically just said, frick it, we'll, we'll play with the friends and I'll figure out the podcast after. And so I was talking to Mr. and I was like, I'm kind of torn because I really want to stream because today was the last day for the charity that we were raising money for as an individual campaign we raised $175 which is huge so thank you to everybody that participated whether you shared the post so it got more places donated or you know you were just in chat supporting me it means a great deal as a team we raised like 11,000 almost $11,200 total and it was just over like 75 grand as like a global campaign for like a cup three weeks i think it went on for so i think that's huge if you want to go watch the vod i did play the video from the owner of the or i don't know what do you call them not the owner but like i guess the ceo of save the children put out a very lovely twitter message or you can just go to twitter and watch it but it was a nice little message and you got to see like where the money went to and who it you know helped i thought it was a nice little video that they put together and yeah that is going to bring us to this week's topics i'm sorry i'm tired it's late this is coming out, uh, what, 11 hours from now? Less than 11 hours from now. Because I decided to stream. I probably streamed a little bit longer than I should, but my PlayStation needed my save file off of my PlayStation, so I had to restart what we were doing. It was a whole thing. So I kind of wanted to at least bring us close to where we were the first time we played. We were playing the Resident Evil 4 remake, the DLC because I bought myself the Pokemon DLC on an impulse and then decided that I needed to finish a couple of games before I can like sink my time into that. Otherwise, I just, I just won't play the other ones, so. And I also downloaded Palia, Palia, I don't know how you want to say it. I think it's Palia for the Switch as well. So we'll be bringing back some Switch content to the streams as well. 
Um, unfortunately, that does bring us to our first topic, which is about the discrimination suit against Activision that has been going on for a while. And, um, yeah, they're settling for $54 million. And basically, it's all because of the boys club and the discrimination against women and the harassment of women that prompted in 2021. So I feel like two years to settle is actually fairly fast in the world of litigation because you can go months before you go back to trial or, you know, you meet again. So... I don't, <clears throat> I, th I think settling is good, it, you know, it doesn't draw it out, and basically they think that this lawsuit is what prompted Microsoft's acquisition of the publisher, which they bought it for $69 billion. It, it, it's a it's a weird business move if you ask me. <laughs> yeah. Um but I I do hope it works out for everyone. And you know, California Civil Rights Department sued Activision back in 2021. And so now the game publisher will implement steps to ensure more equitable standards for compensation and advancement. So they're going to ensure fair pay and promotion practices at the company, provide monetary relief to women who are employees or contract workers in California between October 12th, 2015 and December 31st of 2021. And they will pay around $45 million into a fund to be split among women who worked for the developer between that time frame and an additional $10 million will be used to cover the Civil Rights Department's legal fees. So basically, they have to pay for getting sued, which I always love when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> I always love when the people getting sued lose, and then they have to cover the legal fees as well, separately from what the settlement was. It's just like, it's just like another nudge, like, you really messed up. And, you know, a lot of people feel like it's bittersweet because the harassment charges were dropped in order to, because the only claim could be for discrimination, but overall, with the acquisition by Microsoft, I do think that Activision definitely has to get its ass together now, because... They're going to be watched under a very, very magnified microscope there from, you know, basically ever. Yeah. So, I'm not sure if that's for how much Microsoft bought it for. I think that they should have been able to get a little bit more, but overall it doesn't state how many women that would have affected and how much they're each individually getting. And I, you really can't put a price on being discriminated and harassed, right? So, it, 
you know, it is what it is. It's not the greatest. Settling always kind of makes you feel like they admitted defeat and they're only willing to pay this much to admit defeat in a way. But let us know what your thoughts on that is. Um, what is the next topic, mister? Next topic we have is a... A cookies ad. Um... A cookies ad? What kind of cookies? Oh, not the edible kind. Boo. <laughs> I actually I actually had a conversation with a, a an employee on the phone today. She was, like, looking through her phone for a fax number for her doctor's office. And she had to, like log into her my chart which is like your portal for your doctor's office and she's like yes accept the cookies it's fine I don't really care right now and she's like although a cookie sounds good I was gonna say I was like I was gonna say you know I could go for a cookie right now <laughs> so it's funny that that happened twice today anyways carry us on to the next topic our next topic we have is the new safe farm update which drops a new free DLC as well. I am so excited. If anybody knows and has been watching me play Fae Farm, you know that I am very much enjoying it. It's kind of like a chill, let's like just chatting type of thing, because for the most part, you need to do a lot of things in the mine in order to progress, more so than other games in a way. And, you know, you just... You're just beating shit up and you're just, you know, blasting through rocks. So you just kind of talked with your community. We, you know, run stream raiders at times or, you know, what have you. So, so the DLC is free and it's called the Coast of Krokia. And it takes players to the Arca... Archipelago Park? Archipelago. The way that the article has it spaced out broke my brain. I don't know why. And you can learn the language of many critters roaming the park. And so you, if you've watched the stream, you know, like, part of one of your beginning quests is to wave to your... One of your animals that you have. I had a chiku, which is a chicken. And I did that. But we also have some updates to as well as the DLC patch notes for 2.0 and do you want to go through some of the gameplay changes that they've enacted? Sure. They have updated the tool selector which has two options now you can tap through it like before you can open a wheel instead for easier selection. Okay so when you're using a controller that yeah, makes you, can do that on, you can do it on PC as well, if you're playing the PC version. Q by default. Yeah. Which is nice. Your active tool will now persist when entering a new dungeon floor. So whatever you have in your hand will stay in your hand from now on, which is nice. Yeah, because I think it, it always swapped for me. You'll be happy with this one. The time taken to craft items at the garden bench is now reduced by two-thirds. That's a huge... 
like decrease to the time. Uh, using the vortex spell to harvest items and now respect lucky roll and bounteous fertilizer buff. So I guess. Oh, that's nice. All the buffs you could get weren't taken into account. That's an, that's an, I'm glad that they changed that. Fix the case where the wand could be unequipped if you swung to attack while standing on it, standing on or near a door switch in the saltwater mine. Weird bug. Well, that's the thing with bugs, is that they are weird. Yeah, that's true. Because they're usually found in circumstances where they shouldn't normally be found anyway. I didn't really encounter that one, but... Fix a stuck state that could occur if you fell off the map and were overcome by miasma at the same time in the floating ruins. I haven't been there yet, so I'm not sure what that's about, but glad it's fixed. And fix respawn door wards not being usable in the floating ruins as well. Seems like this is an issue for the floating ruins. Yeah, well, we'll get there eventually. <laughs> so also, you can access the coasts of Cro Crokia content by reaching Chapter 3 and checking your mailbox for a letter from Lem. So once you get to Chapter 3, you automatically, once obviously you update your game, you automatically are able to... play the DLC and progression and quests there have been some changes experience earned from fishing has been significantly increased across the board maybe that'll make me fish more because it I'm it's uh, I'm not good at it the final seed unlock has been moved from farming level 20 to level 19 I'm sure that there was a reason for that. Fertilizers and seeds that unlock based on farming level now show on the progression screen. Oh, that's good. Kind of lets you know what you're working towards instead of just being like random. The watering can is now instantly refilled when upgraded for magical convenience. Nice. Improved a case where you could get temporarily blocked on one particular floor layout of the Scorched Caverns if you did not have the Auriculum Shovel. I'm sure I butchered that word. <laughs> Improved and clarified text in a number of job quests to make the objectives clearer. Thank God. That was one nit- like, I guess I was nitpicking a little bit, but I'm like, this just doesn't make sense. And I'm glad they did that. Fixed romance and friendship quests asking you to show items when it meant to give them. Good. Fixed a repeated objective in the Finding the Wisp Mother main quest. Fixed a bug where using the tutorial skip option would not add the base tools to your almanac. Strange, but makes sense. And you can let us know what the world and characters changes are. The world and characters. <laughs> Okay. A new way shrine has been added. It's Stay a Wild Bay. It can be unlocked using the newly added Emerald Seal. Ooh. Is that a seal like a... You know those... Or... Yeah, you know those podiums that you go in the mine and you see... And I had a craft to oh. basically fast travel through the mines to get where you had left off if you've mm. made the seal. It's basically unlocking fast travel. Fair enough. Well, that's what wayshines normally are, so maybe yeah. it makes sense. Mm -hmm. 
All vendor NPCs now have new and unique dialogue resumes in the same shared pool of lines. Oh. Ooh. Okay. That's a quality of life update. Uh, fix the bug that blocks some false specific NPC dialogues from playing. All critters cannot blink. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was just a funny segue. Yep, <laughs> it was. Improve the hint camera when approaching the fade gate to better frame it. Good. Fish should now be much less likely to swim through scenery. Because else I'm just buggy. <laughs> yeah. Fix the lamps in the world not lighting when it gets dark. Improve texture details of some pets. Fix the graphical issues with fruit trees during the growth stage. Hmm. Fix the graphical error that could occur when using tools. Tools special abilities behind trees. Hmm. Fix and improve the number of other minor environment art issues. Fix eyebrows intersecting the square eye style. No unibrows here. <laughs> no, no eyebrows going into the eyes. Oh. <laughs> well, good. No. No rogue yeah, hairs. <laughs> yeah. And there's been changes to the items. The number of items that can be kept in a house storage has been significantly increased. Which is nice. I, I haven't met the house storage. Like, I haven't decorated my house yet. I just put everything in the shed. So it'll be interesting to see what it is now. Since I haven't made anything for my house, really. Full wood flooring can now be crafted at the lumber station. Ooh. You can now walk under pergolas. Weird thing to not be able to do in the first place. Unless it the hitbox was too large and you just couldn't fit. Yeah. This is most likely what happened. Remove the study wallpaper from Ellie's, Emily's eccentric extras shop. Remains available at the House of Healing shop where it was intended. And remove the ribbit wallpaper from the Notions of Potion shop. It is a job quest reward. Why did you have to remove it? You could just leave it there. Whatever. The spore wood curly Q fence is now correctly made from spore wood, not flutter wood. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Somebody wrote the wrong words in the coding. <laughs> Fix some items showing incorrect icons in the almanac while they were discovered. Fix dropped animal charms displaying as the wrong item. And fixed a number of items appearing under the wrong section of the end of day summary screen. And next we have animal care. Animals. Animal care interactions have been revisited. Revised. Revised. <laughs> <laughs> has been revised to be more intuitive. Intuitive. With control of the closest animal in your direction you are facing will be focused to interact with. Oh, it's thank God. Makes sense. Means I won't always click on Chiku, hopefully. With mouse, your focus... Oh my God. Reading is hard, folks. Stay in school. With mouse, you focus... Wait. Am I reading that wrong, or was that just written wrong? Hold on. With mouse, you focus an animal to interact with by hovering the cursor over the specific animal. So basically, you're facing them, or you get their attention by, with the mouse, it's saying, hey, this is the animal I'm trying to interact with. Messing with my brain. It's fine. <laughs> if multiple animals are very close, ones with outstanding daily interactions are prioritized for focus. Oh, thank God. An added visual indication will show the animal you are focused on. Ooh. 
A number of other improvement fixes have been made to avoid input conflicts between multiple animals or between animals and stations on your farm. That is like best news for me because I can't tell you the amount of times I'm trying to pet and brush um, hops, my, what are they called? Cottontails, I think. The bunny. And freaking Nugget, my Chiku, just rolls over and I can't, like, I just keep petting Chiku. For multiplayer, they fixed a case where clients automatically received the crystal staff on joining a session where the host had unlocked it. Ooh. Fixed a bug where clients in a multiplayer session could see the wrong tool tier icon in the celebration moment after upgrading. Fix some cozy items still showing as their default colors from multiplayer clients after the host died them. Fix shade clouds popping in when closer than intended when playing as a multiplayer client. So just some basic things there, nothing really game breaking. Hmm. Hmm. What's next? Next up, we have a bunch of interface changes. And by a bunch, I mean there are a lot of interface changes. <clears throat> An option has been added to the main menu to view and purchase available add-on content. The Phoenix Lab Friends screen has been moved to a button input listed at the bottom of the screen. Improve feedback when trying to purchase a fishing rod or watering can upgrade that you already have. Fix the bug with a new season pop-up could get stuck on screen. That would be annoying. Yeah. Fix some places in UI where potions show the base duration and not the duration, including any potion-making level boost you have. I haven't gotten to a new season, but generally they put that stuff in, like, the middle of the screen. So that yeah. would be really <laughs> annoying. Fix the alphabetical sort in the storage screen being in reverse order. Oh, they do reverse alphabetical? Ugh. I mean, some, most things offer both Z to A or A to Z, but I guess it was just automatically Z to A. Weird. Fix the wrong type of food shown in the bar hint when you had none available. <laughs> Oops. Fix the case where the dungeon UI could incorrectly state a door was open or closed. Oh, that would be bad. Fix the bug where the default tool was shown in the UI tool, or the tool UI when you launched the game rather than the upgraded tool you have. Annoying. <laughs> Fix the bug where some input prompts could stop displaying at the bottom of the screen during a play session, for example, to show read mail or reset relationship. Hmm. Fix a stuck state that could occur if you quickly dismissed some setting menus on a fresh installation of the game. Fix the bug where certain way shrines could not be selected when playing in Chinese, Korean, or Japanese. Wow. Wow. Added a missing select screen between prompt. That's his button, not his mic. Jeez, let me try that again. <clears throat> <laughs> Added a missing select button prompt in the edit outfit screen. Wow, I can't read today. So they fixed a lot of annoying things from the interface. Last but not least, we have the miscellaneous things. Improved handling of profanity filtering and player set names. Made updates to the base game credits and added the credits for Coasts of Krokia. Fixed an exploit where quitting and reloading could grant you the rewards from a shipping contract multiple times. 
fixed sound effects from the rainbow frog still playing after collecting it. I knew I wasn't crazy. I had that happen once. I was like, I, I, I collected it, didn't I? And I fixed a number of typos and other text errors in English and localized languages. So overall, I'd say really good fixes, really good things to bring to the 2.0 update with the DLC so you don't have to wait for things to be fixed or wait for them to launch. They just kind of like, here you go, it's all together. And yeah, I really love the game. Also, I was able to get my copy through Keymailer. So if you guys want to grab it, if you haven't, I will put the link down below. It helps support me in being able to bring you guys more games that don't break my wallet because they do give them to me for free to, you know, showcase them for you guys. And I do greatly appreciate you supporting me. So if you do want to grab it, you can grab it through my link and basically let them know that I am promoting it and people are looking into it. So I guess you could click it too and that shows. But if you're interested in playing the game specifically, click my link and you can get it. And I really enjoy it. Like, really, really enjoy it. Alright, so next I'm going to um, jump a topic here because it's basically just going to be a really quick one. We're going to touch upon the three Nintendo 64 games that were added to the Nintendo Switch Online catalog for the Nintendo 64. So, See, it's not that easy to read. Yeah, well, I, I wasn't even reading words. I was just making them up and my brain was just like, nah, fam. So basically, if you have the online subscription, it, I believe it's a certain tiered. I have the highest tiered. So every few months or every month they add more games to the catalog for older games basically ported to the switch and we have three games that have been ported harvest moon 64 1080 degrees snowboarding and jet force gemini i played jet force gemini i think i, I liked it i didn't finish it because i played like harvest moon 64 Mario Party, like those were the games that I like bounced between the most, but I did play Just Force Gemini. Didn't play the snowboarding game, but throughout my career of gaming, sports have never been something that I've really migrated towards. But let me tell you, I I told Mister, I was like, I promised myself two things because I bought the Pokemon DLC and then I found out the Harvest 64 was ported to the Switch. I was like, I have to finish the Five Nights at Freddy's game we started on stream per the channel that they, or they, what do you call it, contributed 50k channel points to me playing Five Nights at Freddy's. So I have to finish that. I have to finish the RE4 remake DLC and probably something else before I can give my life away to Harvest Moon 64 and the Pokemon DLC. Pokemon DLC will probably take... I think it's anywhere between six to eight hours, depending on like what your ob your personal objectives are in it. It could take longer if you're looking to get every single Pokemon in your Pokedex, but I'm very excited for that. But anyways, Harvest Moon 64 was what I played after the PC version came out, and you know this is this is old school Harvest Moon. So if you went out in the rain. And you stayed out for too long collecting materials like 
you know, breaking down trees or whatever on your farm or hauling up farm, whatever it is, you would get sick, you would start like getting cold. You know, it was very much, I guess, harder in the sense of like the games that we play now for farming, like those things don't matter. It's just like, oh, well, it's a mine day because I can't go outside. So it's going to be interesting switching back to like a more, and obviously it doesn't have as much available as the newer games. But if you have the online expansion pack for the Switch and its online thing, then um, look out for that. Also, the dog for Harvest Moon 64 just reminds me of Muppet. <laughs> so, who is very nestled in the middle of my bed in all my blankets sleeping. I can't wait to go snuggle him. Alright, and we're going to end on the Xbox games because there's quite a, a bunch there. But we're, we're brought on to the Avatar Frontiers of Pandora already drastically discounted. So, as some of you know, I am part of Ubisoft's creator program. So I get to bring campaigns to you guys and games and special drops and stuff being a part of their creator program. And I get games for free. Just recently I was able to play the Skull and Bones beta, which I played with Mr. and Solo. Really loved it. It was way different than what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was like going to be more Sea of Thieves-esque. But you get a lot of ship action, and I really enjoy learning how to, like, steer the ship and attack things and, you know, learning the different speeds and different, like, aspects of the best way to do things. I did like the island exploring. Um, we, Me and Mr. both talked about how we hope that there's more of that integrated because we did only get six hours of game time to play and the, it's a very like where did the time go type of game like we played I played for three and a half I think it was like three and a half hours I think or three hours the first yeah. day I played it yeah. and then it was like you have one hour remaining 30 minutes remaining, 15 minutes remaining as we were playing together on the second day. And then it was five minutes. And then we quickly finished up. I moved everything to my warehouse in case they let us keep the things that we've earned through the beta. If not, oh well, but at least it's in my storage and all in one place. And as soon as I finished doing that, it was like, thanks for playing. You can pre-order here. And I'm like, ugh. I want more time. I didn't know that six hours gonna was going to be something I complained about. Like, At first, I was just like, okay, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to play six hours of this game. And then I played it, and he played it with me. One of our other friends was supposed to play with us as well, but unfortunately, they weren't able to. Um, and the beta was only for three days, so there wasn't like a huge length of time that we could play together, but... 
And that brings us back to the unfortunate circumstance of Ubisoft's new open world game, Avatar Frontiers of Pandora, being discounted already. So it literally just got released, what was it, 10 days ago? Something like that. Yeah, less than two weeks ago, it's been discounted by $20, which is roughly 30%. And so you can purchase it for $49.99 for people who don't want to math. And it's on both consoles, PlayStation 5 or Xbox Series X or S. It just kind of sucks because... It launched on December 7th, so it's now December 20th. And, I mean, Ubisoft, like, kind of discounts their games after a while. Because even when I was doing the survey for Skull and Bones, they asked, like, will you wait a couple of months for a discount? So it's, like, kind of alluding that they're going to discount it at some point, right? So I wonder if it's just their marketing like, um, what's the word? Strategy? Because I don't, I didn't really see anybody really play the game or talk about it. Um, I didn't enjoy the Avatar movie at all, so it's not a game I will ever play. And you can hate me, you can say it's a hot take, whatever, but if you take the graphics away from that movie, the story is weird, and I cannot play a game that is basically more about the weird story. But the graphics were very pretty. I will give that to that. And, you know, the graphics of the game look pretty much up to par with what the movie was presenting us. So, um, what are your thoughts on that? I think it's Ubisoft just being Ubisoft. Uh, they finally decided to listen to what fans wanted. The problem was we wanted an Avatar game, you know, after the first movie came out. <laughs> yeah. And not after the second movie that nobody really wanted. I was and, very shocked and... that they brought a second movie. I mean, yeah. I guess it's the world we live in. Sequels paid the bills or whatever, but... Yeah. But I 100% agree that this discount is because they didn't sell as much as they thought they were going to with the name. Mm. So they're, in case... Go ahead. Uh, they're definitely in the black. Or in the red from this game right now. 100%. Because I have heard literally nothing about this game. I, re I heard they were making it or they had made it, I should say, three days before it came out. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. And Ubisoft, that's weird. Usually there's a lot more marketing for something like this, considering it's like a licensed type of game. Not sure. Like, like an Assassin's Creed's coming out, you know it months in advance. Like and just and just so you guys know, being a part of the creative program, I am allowed to be honest about U Ubisoft's things. I can't like highlight bugs and stuff like for games that I'm testing, but I am allowed to like have a voice in these matters. So don't think that I'm getting in trouble for like talking about this stuff. It is it is allowed. But they can't hold me back. I'm going to speak my mind about Ubisoft. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've always had a good opinion about Ubisoft. 
Yes. But Skull and Bones did give him an inkling of hope, so. Yes. Yes. Still going to wait and see. Right. But, but I have faith in Skull and Bones for now. Yeah. And it comes out in less than two months, so I'm super excited about that. I will be playing it probably close to my birthday. It comes out, I believe it was the 16th, and my birthday is the 26th, so. Yeah, I haven't fully, like, engrossed in a Ubisoft game since, what, Far Cry 3? <laughs> my birthday is on Monday this, well, next year, so I'll have to do, like, a special birthday stream on, oh, maybe I can request my birthday off, actually. We shall see. I'll, I'll put that in because I do like having my birthday off and it's a Monday so like who doesn't like having Monday off work right <laughs> in case you are curious about the game and want to know more about it before you kind of dive into looking it into into it yourself Avatar Frontiers of Pandora is a first-person action-adventure game set in the Western Frontier abducted by the human militaristic corporation known as the RDA you a Navi were molded to serve their purpose Fifteen years later, you are free, but find yourself a stranger in your birthplace. Reconnect with your lost heritage and discover what it truly means to be a Navi as you join other clans to protect Pandora from the RDA. So you get to explore a world of wonder and danger, experience the epic wonders of the Western Frontier, a never-before-seen continent, a Pandora journey through beautiful yet unpredictable open-world regions where lowering your guard can lead to deadly mistakes, become Navi, Harness your incredible strength and agility while customizing your character, crafting new gear, and upgrading skills and weapons to fit your playstyle. Soar the skies, bond with your own personal banshee that will give you an edge in aerial combat and can be used for traveling across the vast western frontier. And then you can master multiple combat styles. You're going to fight off the dangers of Pandora as you embrace the precision of traditional Navi weapons, including your bow and spear thrower or leverage your human training with more destructive weapons such as an assault rifle or a shotgun. <laughs> That's a crazy combination. <laughs> so that is that. And then you can lead us into the Taco Bell Taco Bell topic. Go away. Okay, let's. Taco Bell is launching two new first of their kind items. I don't know what that means, but I'm going to find out what that means. You sure are. Ooh. That's an idea. Mm hmm. Tell the class. Are they actually making. Yeah, they're already for sale. They are. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I, funnily enough, I saw an ad for it after I found this. Well, not funnily, because we all know we're being tracked. But basically, I looked up this article on my phone, and then when I had a stream up on Twitch, it I got an ad for it. Hmm. It says Taco Bell will now be selling new unexpected items such as crispy chicken nuggets to bringing back their beloved favorites, including the quesadilla-style stacker. I don't need any stacker. We also oh, have some drinks as well. 
Yes, and one of them actually sounds good. They have their first ever frozen coffee and churro chillers. Unfortunately, it is for Southern California, so that's where. From a good idea to an awful idea. Well, I always feel like they soft launch it in L.A. Basically, Calabasas, and see how it does there, and then they kind of go, "Okay, this is working here." Yeah, but Let's push it. The problem with that, though, is they do that in California where prices are already ridiculously high, so when it comes here, it's too expensive. But the Charles chillers are thicker, so they're basically a creamy shake. And with the choice of Mexican chocolate, dulce de leche, coffee, wild strawberry, and sweet vanilla that come with churro crumbles on the top of the foam. It does sound good, though. Mmm, and crispy chicken nuggets sound good too. I wonder if they're like copying like popcorn chicken. I don't know what the hell the stacker is though, so we'll have to try that out once. Like the if if we get that here. Well, yeah, I was gonna say if you if you just click on it, if you're looking at the article. I, I just accidentally closed out of it. <laughs> if you pull the article back up and click on it, it, it takes you to like that page and it shows, at least it shows the what's it called the stacker. They don't have a picture of the. Oh no, they're actually just straight up chicken nuggets. They just they just look like. They they do look crispy though. They look like crispy McDonald's nuggets. Cause I wouldn't I, like they have more of a batter on them than a, a McDonald's would. Yeah, and then the stacker is just a quesadilla folded. Oh, it kind of looks Basically. yummy though. I never had their quesadilla with a seasoned beef on it. I've only had the cheese one. The cheese has like a slight kick to it. It's really good. Mm. But yeah. So next up and second to last before we dive into the Game Pass games being brought on to Game Pass upcoming yes. is free Dave the Diver Dredge content pack on Steam. So there's a caveat for this, right? It's if you already own Dave the Diver as the, you know, separate game, you get it for free when you like update your your Dredge game. But if you bought it and you're like, "Oh, darn, I wish I could see it integrated into Dredge," then that is your option. It's free when you do that. And so basically, you need to own Dave the Diver on Valve's platform first, and then you proceed to the Steam page, and then add to the library, and that's it. Super easy. So, I guess if you were interested in Dave the Diver when you saw that it was coming to Dredge, then I guess that would be your option to kind of play the original game and see how they brought it into Dredge as the DLC. Uh, it's, the other, it's the other way around. Yes. That. <laughs> They're bringing late. dredge content into Dave the Diver. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no there's new free, free content for the owners of Dredge, at least for now. Yeah. So I, I'm, if I had to guess what the content was, it's probably going to be fish from Dredge, like the um. The weird I fish. Were, yeah, the, the crazy fish. And the ship is probably going to have a dredge ship skin, would be my guess. Ooh, that would be cool. But other than that, I don't really know what else they would incorporate. Or mm. how. 
Levity mod doesn't look good. Alright, and last but not least, we're going to dive into some of the Ooh. Xbox Game Pass games. So, there's a lot. So, be excited because... These are also all for next year. Yes, this is 2024 games. Which, I mean, realistically, we're 11 days away from... Well, 12, if you're getting us to the 1st of January. Yeah. But, first up, we have... Go Mecha Ball, which is coming January 25th of 2024. And Played Up is coming February 15th, 2024. Yay. Are you just looking at the big list? Are you looking at the three separate articles? I'm gonna I'm gonna do the smaller articles and then I'll let you read some of the ones from the bigger article. So I found three separate articles. Some of them have been integrated into the larger lift list, some of them have not, so that's why we have a bunch of different topics, not topics, whatever, links. Um, I'm excited for Played Up because I believe, I believe it's, if in, in fact check me on this one while I'm talking, I think that you can play with other, what is the word I'm looking for? Thank you. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying so hard to spit it out and then I lost, just lost it all. I think uh, it's cross-platform. Are you looking that up? Let's see. <laughs> oh, okay. I have to go through a full search to do that. Hang on, give me a second. I got it, I got it, I got it. Let me just pick up unfortunate enough. Which I was kind of hoping they were because they look clickable and they're not. Okay, so it's not currently, but they're looking into it. Okay. But, I mean, we have it on PC, so if some people have it on PC, otherwise... I would imagine... So, like... Some games integrate it weird. So I have some games downloaded on my PC from my Xbox and some of them have cross progression so it's like playing the same thing on here. Other ones are not and you basically like start new. So either way if it's not the same on the Game Pass for PC then, you know, I can play with, like, my Xbox friends that may get it because they have it. And then I can play with my PC friends who have it on PC because Humble Bundle had, was it, like, six games in the bundle for $10? Something like that is. Yeah. So. Somewhere, between, somewhere around six or eight. It's just more games. It was, like, $10, so I paid $20 plus tax for me and Mr. to have six more games to play together for our YouTube channel or just in general if we like we start playing it and we're like this isn't going to make a good video but we're still enjoying it yeah. and then they are adding Nirvana Noir which is the sequel to was it just Noir? I'm not sure 
That king doesn't have money anymore. Let me look it up real quick. I'm I'm doing that. Genesis Noir to Nirvana Noir. Uh, I'm not familiar with that game at all. It was on Game Pass. That's why I played it. <laughs> and then Open Road and Sopa. Nirvana Noir is a sequel. I could have just scrolled down. <laughs> Nirvana Noir is a sequel to the arty adventure game Genesis Noir, which is currently playable with Xbox Game Pass, so you can play both of them once it comes, and it is it doesn't have a date for that one, unfortunately. But basically, you will need to solve the mysteries of the Bigger Bang to save the city. Oh, no. And then Open Roads comes to Game Pass on February 22nd, 2024. After discovering a cache of old letters hidden away in the attic of their house, Tess Divine and her mother Opal set out on a road trip to explore abandoned and forgotten family properties to solve the mystery of a dark secret. It's also probably... Devine, but it's fine. And then announced during CCXP 23 in Brazil was Sopa, which is an emotional narrative adventure inspired by artist Hayao Miyazaki. When looking for a potato in his grandmother's pantry, Miho gets pulled into a strange and fantastical land where he must walk in the footsteps of a great traveler. However, each time he returns to Nana's kitchen, things have changed in unexpected ways. That also doesn't have a greenlit day. But Day of the Devs also brought us updates on already announced Game Pass titles. Lightyear, Frontier, and Flock. Open world farming adventure game Lightyear Frontier will now launch into the service in March of 2024. Whereas multiplayer adventure title Flock will join in spring of 2024. So some of them haven't been set dates yet. A lot of them on this list haven't had set dates. I mean, I'm not but surprised. I mean, it yeah. yeah it's because the latest that they have on here is uh, Manor Lords, the PC version. Mm -hmm. uh, that's slated for April 26th, and that's the latest date that they have on some of these games. So I would assume everything else coming that's coming to Game Pass will be after April. Probably, yeah. Unless they just suddenly come out sooner, but my guess for most of these will be late April to just later in the year. And what other ones do we have? There are many on here. A lot of sequels. And then just a lot of games that I haven't heard of. But we've got Turnip Boy Robbed a Bank, the awaited sequel of Turnip Boy Commits Tax Evasion. <laughs> Which is a very funny indie game. It has a very like goofy sense of humor, but it's an interesting game. We've got Game Pass, I definitely recommend taking a look at both of those. That's coming out in uh, 18 of January. We got Go Mac a Ball, which is already talked about. The Persona 3 Reload, mm. which I'm excited for. February 2nd. So, yeah, February 2nd, so that's soon. Mm -hmm. That's the like a month remake and some of change. Persona 3, which is going to be fun. 
uh, played up in Open Roads with Tetron. Lightyear, we did too. Lightyear Frontier, Eudin Chronicle, The Hunger Heroes. I have no idea what that is. April 24th. Awesome. Yep. <laughs> and Manalore's for PC. Everything else on this list doesn't have a date yet, but it is coming out next year. And Manalore's for the PC is April 26th. Yes. 33 Immortals. I only know a couple of these games off this list, so I don't have a description for many of them. But I pay like, what is it, $15 a month to have basically live <laughs> service and any Game Pass games, because it's Game Pass Ultimate, which gives you the live subscription plus the games, so it's worth it. Yeah. Another Crab's Treasure has an interesting name to me. <laughs> Age of Mythology Retold, Arc 2. Avowed, Botany Manor. That name Botany sounds like Dungeon. something I'd be interested in playing. Probably. It's probably some cat is screaming behind me so loud. <laughs> like, what is that noise? Uh, Bushiden, City Skylines 2 console version. Citizen Sleeper 2, which we were just. The person I read was playing the first um, yep. game. That's funny. Commandos Origins. Dead Static Drive. Dungeons of Pentavert. Arabin Shadow Legacy. Flintlock <laughs> The Siege of Dawn. But. I was going to say for Arabin, no. There's no. um. Never mind, you see the joke just got to go. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> flock. Hmm. Galactic Care and Ghost Bike. <laughs> Harmonium the Musical. Ooh. Harold Hopig. <laughs> Little Kitty Big City. Uh. Magical Delicacy, another game that the name just sounds like something I'll most likely want to play. Uh, then the console version of Man of Lords will be out later in the year. Nice. Microsoft Flight Simulator 2024. Nirvana Noir, which we touched upon. Pigeon Simulator. It's a game for Mr. to play. Probably. <laughs> Replaced. Sounds like a spooky game or something like that. It could be. Depending on who knows. Right. Routine. Senua's Saga Hellblade 2. I never gave that game a shot. I watched a lot of people play it. I mean, you'll have access to it once it's yeah. eventually there, so. She Dreams Elsewhere. Sopa, which we touched upon, and then we have Stalker, Stalker 2. Stalker 2, Noble. I'm excited for that. Still That's Wakes the Deep. wanted sequel. Oh, is it? Yeah. I think Stalker 1 could come out. Still Wakes the Deep, to a T, Towerborn, Vapor World, Over the Mine, Way to the Woods. Way to the Woods sounds like another one that I will most likely want to play. <clears throat> Stalker Shadows of Chernobyl came out in 2007. There have been a few sequels after that, but... That's the that was like the main one. So the second one finally coming out after a while. 
Yeah, so there's some games just by name alone that I'm excited about. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Any lasting um, thoughts on that? No, or anything? Like anything that I'm excited about, and I will take a look at the others as they start to roll out and see if there's anything on my list. But I think that might be it for this week's episode. <laughs> Alright, well thank you to Mr. for joining me yet again. We We will be, it's just hard this time of year to get like other people to, you know, be able to you know, settle down for for a podcast. Um, you know, it can range from an hour to two hours. So, I don't like. Obviously, I don't blame people for not being available. Like, there's just a lot going on this time of year for most people. And so, probably, we'll see how next week goes. Toki won't be available because she will be leaving for her. like holiday time of way but we have some other people that might want to rotate in i am going to try and get topics posted sooner i've been slacking uh sooner than yesterday it's it's been hard guys it's been <laughs> real hard uh my weekends just keep getting away from me and then i'm like oh shit Eventually, we'll get back on top of things. I've been getting better with editing and cutting that down faster. Also, I have somebody who's interested in attempting to learn editing that might take over some of the editing for the channel, which will also help. And if you heard that, a game from Key Mueller just got downloaded, so I'll look out on the streams for a new game coming. Uh, Probably this weekend. And don't forget to check out the link that I'm posting to, you know, look, get things through my referral code, I guess we'll call it. And yeah, thank you guys for, you know, listening and for sharing it and for just supporting me in something that wasn't really sure was going to go anywhere and now we're almost a year in and we're just we're just come, coming from here don't forget to check out the freshen up stuff and go look at my VOD to look at my pretty new light that Mr. got me it's really cool lots of different color options and definitely definitely worth the money and yeah that's gonna do it for me i am going to get this set for you guys to you know go and be listened to 10 hours from now and i'm gonna go get some sleep because i'm tired thank you to mister for co-hosting and we will catch you guys on the next one good night